The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 99 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 1886 April 2nd, Denver, Colorado Penthesilia opened the back door that led into the kitchen of the bar she had once called the Amazon. It had been the first place she considered to be her home. After leaving the brothel, she had lived with Richard, who was the sheriff's deputy at the time, but that was his place. It was never her home, even if it was supposed to be. Maybe that's why she cheated on him. Maybe that's why she slept with William when he gave her this bar. This bar was hers. It was her home, but not anymore. Inside, Paris worked at the table, placing balls of dough onto a cookie sheet. She looked up and smiled as Penthesilia stepped in. Then she turned, taking the cookie sheet with her. She placed it into one of the ovens and closed the oven door. She went back to the table, picked up a small sand timer, flipped it on its head, and sat down. How'd you find me? Paris asked, without looking at Penthesilia. I asked Cassandra. Of course you did. That girl scares me sometimes. How does she know these things? Intuition, I guess. I asked her because I was worried about you. You didn't come home. I thought I would find you drinking. Instead, you're baking cookies. Yeah, well, I figured if I could get a few batches of cookies done, then... When I'm good and drunk, I'll have something to snack on. Paris held up a bottle that was open, but it was still mostly full. You know, I found this place exactly the same way we left it. That lazy bastard didn't even bother cleaning up. He just shut the doors and walked away. All the alcohol is still in the bar. You'd think he would have taken it to one of his other places, but he just abandoned it. Penthesilia sat down next to Paris. She pulled the bottle from her hand and took a long swig for herself. She wiped her mouth on her sleeve and then shook her head at the harsh alcohol. God! Why do you always pick the cheapest booze? I picked the biggest bottle. Ugh. Come with me. I'll show you where I hide the good stuff. Penthesilia stood up and walked into the main bar. Paris followed, taking the sand timer with her. Penthesilia stood behind the bar like she had a thousand times before. Paris walked around the front standing in the same spot she stood when they first met. What'll it be? Penthesilia asked. I don't know. What will my last dollar get me? Paris replied. One bottle of the good stuff, or four bottles of the not-so-good stuff? I'll take the good stuff. That's my girl. At least I taught you something. Penthesilia ducked behind the bar. Paris heard the shuffling of cabinet drawers, and then she came back up again, holding a decorated bottle a wax seal covering its top. Penthesilia opened the bottle and took a swig. She smiled and then set it in front of Paris. Ooh, that is much smoother. Paris took the bottle and drank. It doesn't taste that much different. Ugh, you're just used to that garbage we normally serve. I'm glad Alice took over the still. I have no idea what your version of Applejack would have really tasted like. Your taste buds are way off. All right, all right. Paris took a sip of the whiskey. I just don't see the point. Drunk is drunk. 
Yeah, well, not everybody drinks till they pass out. Some people like to enjoy their alcohol. Tell me, kid, what happened? What happened with what? Why are you here? This was what we were fighting for. This was the goal. Paris looked around the bar. We started a war so we could earn back this bar. But now, we're walking away from it. I know the bar isn't mine. It was yours. But somehow I felt like that kitchen was mine. Paris pulled the single-action army pistol from her holster. She set it on the bar and looked at it for a moment before continuing speaking. This is the only gun that's mine. The rest of them, I borrow from the gun shop I work in back in my hometown. But this gun once belonged to Luke. When he agreed to teach me how to shoot, he gave me this one. It had been his father's during the Civil War. It was his when he was the Reaper, and now it's mine. But this gun is not a home. They gave the ranch to Edgar. Edgar gets the ranch. Edgar gets my girl. And I just feel like I didn't have a place to call home anymore. Until I walked into this bar. Until I met you. And I had that kitchen. I killed Thomas for it. I fought the sheriff for it. I thought for a while, if I was strong enough, I could hold on to it forever. I know, whiskey girl. It used to be my home, too. It was my bar. I used to think that this bar was my dream. That's why I called it the Amazon. I wanted to reclaim an idea that was lost. I wanted to show the world I was strong enough to stand up on my own. That I was the warrior queen. And I thought this bar was how I could do that. But it wasn't the bar. My mom was right. <sighs> my dream is bigger than this. The bar was a place for the dream to begin. But I have to look at it differently now. I have to see what I wanted the bar for. What I was going to do with it. The Amazon is an idea. My strength, your strength, Eloni and Mary's love, Cassandra's courage, Cynthia's kindness... It was taking everything we were and building a family. That's what the Amazon is. That's what my dream is. I have to let the bar go and accept that it's not what I thought it was. But it's okay, because it's easier to achieve your goals if you're honest about what they are. Paris looked at the timer as the sand ran out. Cookies are done. She put her gun back in her holster and walked back into the kitchen. Grabbing a potholder, she pulled the sheet of cookies from the oven. She set them to cool on a rack. What's wrong, whiskey girl? <sighs> I had a fight with Thalia. I heard. Want to talk about it? My father once told me, Life is not what it's supposed to be. It just is what it is. He knew I was different. He wanted me to understand that I can accept life on my terms. That... I shouldn't struggle to try to force it to be what other people say it should be. Paris sat back down and took a swig of the cheap whiskey. <laughs> You're right. Now I taste it. See? I told you! Keep going. What were you saying before? I've always dreamed of being able to love someone who loves me back. Somebody who puts me above everyone else. And now I realize, Thalia will never be that person. But that's okay. I love her, and she loves me. But at the same time, 
She loves everyone else. Trying to keep Thalia for myself would be like trying to keep the Colorado River all to myself. She loves me. I know that. But I'm the last thing on the list. I get her when she's done. That's the deal we made. I am so sorry, Whiskey Girl. I thought she'd be good for you. I thought she'd help you get over Pollyanna. You deserve happiness. You deserve love. I promise, if I was into women, I'd love you myself. Sometimes I wish I was. It's okay. She was good for me. She still is good for me. She heals me. I'm not lonely because of her. I have hope for the future because of her. But I have to look at reality. I have to look at life for what it is and not what I want it to be. I have to accept Thalia for who she is. She is a river for anyone to draw from. She has more love than I can contain. It spills out of her. She doesn't love me less because she loves other people. She loves me more than I have ever experienced in my life. And when I'm full and there's no more I can take, she still has love to give. It would be selfish of me to try and keep it locked up. If I want a future with her, and I do, I really do, I have to let her be free. So that's it. Both of us are here to burn down the shell our dreams came in. Because once they're gone, we can find out what we truly want. We should burn it down, Paris said as she stood from her bench holding the cheap bottle of whiskey. Burn what down? The bar. We should burn it down. We should show William we're willing to fight as dirty as he is. We should show him that nothing is sacred, that there's nothing he can offer us that will stop us. Let's scare the shit out of him. Let's burn down this bar. He'll shake in his boots, wondering what we'll burn down next. I think you've had a bit too much to drink. That's arson, and we'll be arrested. No one's here but us. No one can prove we did it. Fuck. All right. Let's do it. Give me that bottle. Bag up the cookies. Penthesilia ordered. She took the bottle into the main bar as Paris put the cookies into a paper sack. Paris grabbed a pack of matches and joined her, to find that Penthesilia had lined up bottles all over the bar, caps open and tipped over, spilling their contents everywhere. They both backed up, standing in front of the door to the kitchen. Go ahead. Light it up. Paris handed her the pack of matches. Penthesilia lit a match. She held it for a moment, and then tossed it on the bar. The flames spread across the surface immediately. Come on, let's go, Paris said, pulling Penthesilia back into the kitchen. They walked out the back door, leaving through the alley. Do you want to stay and watch it burn? Paris asked. No, it's in the past, Penthesilia said as she took the bag of cookies, opened it, and began to eat one. They walked away together. Paris entered her room to find Thalia waiting for her. Thalia jumped up from the bed and ran to hold Paris, nearly tackling her into the door. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it, I didn't. See, I'm here, I'm home. I know I said I would stay away, but I couldn't. And I had to tell you, I just, I lost my temper. 
I didn't mean it. Thalia held on to Paris. Didn't mean what? What are you talking about? <sighs> the fight earlier. You can be Mistress Castle's bodyguard. I trust you. I promise I won't interfere. Please, forgive me. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. I'm not mad. Are you drunk? Thalia took a step back and held Paris at arm's length. Me? Uh, yeah, probably a little. Me and Celia were drinking at the bar. It's okay. What happened before doesn't matter anymore. It's in the past. We burned it all down. You burned what down? The bar. We burned it down. And with it, everything I thought I wanted you to be. It's okay. I love you for who you are. You don't have to try to make me happy anymore. I'm happy. I'm happy with you, just the way you are. What does that mean, Anna? Uh, that's not what I want. Then tell me what you do want, and I'll give you that. I'm yours, and you're mine, and you're Naomi's, and you're Lewis's, and you're whoever else steps up with the money to pay you. I can accept that. It's what you need, and you are what I need. Be happy. I'm setting you free. Anna, what are you saying? Thalia began to cry. I know who we are, and I accept it's all we'll ever be. I won't ask you for anything more. Anna, that's not love. Don't you love me anymore? Of course I love you. I fell in love with you back in the kitchen, that old bar. But that's where I made the mistake of trying to think one day you could be mine. So I burned it down. I burned down the kitchen. I burned down the idea. From now on, I will be content with what you give me. No, 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 don't say that. Thalia <laughs> began to cry. Why? Isn't that what you wanted? Isn't that the deal we made from the beginning? <laughs> because now you see me as a whore. And that's all I am to you now. Now you'll never ask me to marry you. Thalia backed away. She sat on the bed crying. She collapsed into the pillows. You didn't want to marry me. You said no. You set the rules. I don't understand what I did wrong. Why are you crying? Paris knelt down before her by the bed. That's, that's not what I said. I didn't say no. I said ask me later. I wanted to say yes. I wanted you to ask me again the very next day. I have regretted what I said every day. And so many times I have tried to take it back, but I don't know how. I love you. I love the person you want me to be. I, I wanted to go home with you. I wanted to meet your family. Then why didn't you say so? I... I was afraid to. I was so afraid. Afraid of what? I don't know anymore. Whatever it was faded. Whatever it was, you stomped on it and ground it into the dirt and left it behind. I'm not afraid anymore. I, I want to step into the dream you had for our future. I'm ready now, but you burned it down. You want me to ask you to marry me? Yes, please ask. 
What about Naomi? What about the brothel? I quit. I quit. Earlier today, after I realized the mistake I made, Naomi is mad. I would avoid her for the next couple of days if I were you. And you're mine? Uh-huh. I'm all yours. I'm yours and only yours. That's what I want. That's who I want to be. I want to see your dream come true. If I could walk into that fire and pull that dream out, I would. I, I would burn myself to the ground just for the chance to make it all true. Thalia, will you marry me? Yes. Yes, Anna, I will. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee, artwork by Helen Lee, performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at Helen of the Iron Horse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.